Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to a Mr. DJ. My name is Aleda and this is my first episode. I'm not gonna lie, the sound quality is definitely not the best and I thought about releasing a second recording that we did but I just felt that our first conversation was much more genuine and felt more natural. So I ask you to please be patient with the static noise in the background. Um, the content makes up for it in my opinion. My first guest is Eric Banuelos, better known as Rockberry by many of us. Uh, we both had so much fun recording this and he was so patient with the technical issues. So please enjoy my first staticky episode. Hi. Hello. Eric, how are you? Good. Hi. Hello. <laughs> uh, how are you handling all the commotion? Um, it's only a little bit boring for me, but we have a we have a huge lot where I live, so I'm able to still go outside and skateboard and do like physical things, but when it rains, I guess it's when I get most bored if I'm not working on music. Yeah, for sure. Um, are you still working right now? Um, before this quarantine thing, I was not working because of the rain. I work outdoors, so when it rains, we don't. Oh, okay. I think tomorrow and on, it's going to clear up, so I go back. Okay, nice. Yes, first things first is... Um, I already told everyone what your DJ name is. So how did you come up with that DJ name? Um, it was uh, kind of on the fly, really. I, uh, before I ever had any, any residency, uh, I was asked to join a residency at uh, this like, local bar in my city. And I had to choose a name, I guess. I didn't have a name prior to that. And so I... Kind of went through songs that I really liked, and there's this band called uh, a group I should say, LA Dream Team. They're like mid '90s, early '90s, kind of like they call it like freestyle music. And okay. They have a song called Rockberry Jam, or Rockberry, but in the song they say Rockberry Jam. So I, I kind of stuck with Rockberry, picked it on the fly, and kind of just stuck from then on. Oh, nice. Nice. Okay. So it wasn't something, was it like a song that you really liked? No, or that song I really do like, but I had, yeah. I had not premeditated any of it. It was just on the fly. Like, I, I guess I, I had to give them a name if I was going right. to be a thing. So I'm like, let me choose something real quick. I went through my iTunes and I went through the songs. I have a playlist of songs I really liked and I chose that. Um, and what would you say is your music genre? Like, if I looked you up on Spotify without knowing your, like, your DJ name, uh, what category, what category would you fall in? Um, uh, I have a wide range of music that I listen to, and so if I had to pick one, it'd be dance, dance in any era. So yeah. So it just to generalize, yeah, I would just say dance. That's true. I mean, yeah, I feel like you, you do have a pretty broad range of music. Every time I've seen you, I feel like you do play like some R&B and some dance music. So um, it is pretty mixed. Um, and 
tell us uh, about how you got here. I feel like we are all pretty connected because of music, but we never go beyond that. So what would you say inspired you to become a DJ? Um, at the time before I had been playing, I, I started off as playing backyard parties. And then prior to that, I started off playing parties here at my house for my friends. So it was like, I didn't even have a rig. I was just going off of like two stereo systems and try to do them, you know, like a seamless mix. It never really worked, but it was just to get the party going. But yeah. The reason for it was indie music was kind of like, uh, how would you say, coming into the scene. And it was like, uh, I really liked it. I really liked indie dance music. And to me, I always somehow connected any dance music to 80s music. So what I would do is, is I would play 80s music and mix it in with new indie music, indie dance music. So that when I've had like a big party, a lot of people didn't know any of this new stuff, but they knew 80s music. So I would just kind of like blend it in and it would work out. Yeah. So you started, you feel like 80s music was kind of yeah, what? Yeah, 80s, um, 80s was, was, since I was young, it kind of always stuck. And to this day, I really, yeah. I really like it. And I, Me too. I love the 80s. I used to go to this one um, club. I don't know if you went to it. It was in Orange and it was called... Um, not beat it. It was called Thriller on Wednesdays. Did you ever Where, go to that? You know what? In Orange? Yeah. Wait, was it at like an, an Asian restaurant? Yeah. It was. It was like rock and yeah, sushi yeah. or something. You know, I can't everyone, remember. I everyone I know had gone there, but no, I never went there. But I heard so yeah. much about it. It was super fun. People would like actually like start dancing the Thriller dance. I hear so many. Um, and yeah. then there. There was another bar or another club, I guess, um, in LA. It was called Beat It, and that was on Sunday. That one I've gone to that a was few awesome. times. Yeah, that one was cool. Yeah, that one was super fun too. Um, let's see. So uh, I guess the other where we could lead this conversation is I've actually been to a few of your family gatherings, and they're really awesome and very big, actually. Um, I'd have to say my favorite one so far was the Thanksgiving in the summer. Oh, you remember that? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and from my personal experience, it seems that your family is very close. So tell us about your upbringing. Um, did you grow up in that house in Santa Ana? No, I prior to that house, I had lived in three homes. Okay. All in Santa Ana. Okay. And kind of in the same area? Yeah, yeah, more or less. I call it the heart of Santa Ana because like, it's like far away from every freeway. It's so funny. Oh, like at the center, basically. Yeah, it's like the 22 is far away and the 405 is far away. Yeah. Would you say that you grew up in a conventional family? Um, it's hard to say because when I look at other families, they have way different lifestyles than ours. And it's so it's like, I want to say ours was at first strict. My dad was religious, at, like when I was up until like my late teens. And then he kind of just wasn't religious anymore. So yeah everything about our family changed everyone was like a bit loose with everything before that it was i grew up kind of uh, very strict not too bad it's just i couldn't watch like certain things on tv or listen to certain things but other than that i i, I always did what i wanted to do as a kid like mess around and get in trouble yeah that's interesting so when you were 18 that's when he kind of just like stopped yeah 
going to church he, or just he, like well he had temp he had like a temporary like split with my mom and when he came back okay he was just wasn't religious and and he uh he kind of was more relaxed it was crazy he would drink beer here and there which he had never done prior to that so with that yeah. being said it kind of just kind of no more like nothing was was confined anymore or like yeah like he was just not like really strict yeah, anymore correct. not yeah, really yeah. like rigid so from then on um, it was just everyone kind of did whatever they wanted and threw parties all the time and yeah. Would you say that it changed the dynamics? Would you say that your ha- family was like happier since he was more relaxed? Or would you say that it was not good for the family? No, actually, was... it was way better. Everyone didn't feel like they were walking on eggshells all the time. So after, after yeah. the fact, it was kind of like, let everyone be, you know? So, yeah, for yeah, sure. That kind of just led to... Yeah, that's... And I bet he was probably happier himself because it was almost like he was probably living his true self without any restrictions, yeah, yeah. you know? And then it's funny, too, because he had, a like, a crazy upbringing. And, and yeah, it was just, like, a whole other thing. So it, it was, a, I don't know. It kind of made sense. Everything all made sense. But, but yeah. yeah. That's good. Cool. I'm happy to hear that. I feel like, you know religion can sometimes um make you like there's the rules are so strict sometimes that it sometimes makes you think that you're being a bad person you know if you're not going by all those yeah rules. you feel like conformed and, and all that and it's kind of like yeah you're scared to say certain things or feel a certain way yeah or even do certain yeah, things correct. you know and it's almost like you're not living your true self um and i think that when you you can still be a spiritual person, you know, and still be yeah, kind. correct. Like you can still, still be believe good. there's a still higher be a being. Good person without being religious. Yeah. Well, I, you know, and not that I'm against religion or anything. It's just I yeah. believe that if something stresses you out or like you're worrying too much because of uh, religion, then it's probably a sign that maybe you should just cut loose or. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Well, that's good to know. And I believe I've only met one of your siblings. You have a sister. Do you have any other siblings yeah. besides her? Um, well, okay. So before my dad passed, we had the Brady Bunch. So it was four boys and four girls, including the my parents. So I have t- two older sisters, one younger, two older brothers, and I'm the youngest boy. Oh, my I didn't know you had that many siblings because I think I only know you have one sister. <laughs> do, you, do you, wait, like, do you guys all live in the same, I think the sister that I met, like, she lives somewhere in the area, she, but not that same house, right? No, well, everyone in my, okay, so growing up, everyone had already moved out and moved back. But when we, where I live now, mm-hmm. we did a complete build. It was an empty lot. So when when we built it, we built it to accommodate our family. Right, which is why, like, I feel like you guys—that's what keeps you guys so close, right? Because you guys all yeah. kind of live in the same area, the same. Yeah, house my dad always kind of—he always shot for the idea of doing things to bring people together, like like always. Yeah, he always supported uh, gatherings. I guess you could say. 
I mean, I feel like you guys are still staying very, like, true to that. Because, like I said, I've been to, like, a few of your parties. And, the, like, it's it's so insane how many of your relatives yeah. are there. Like, I, I don't see that in my family anymore. I used to do that when we were kids. But, like, as adults, we, I mean, the only ones who get together are my siblings and I and my dad. Yeah. You know? a lot. So it's just nice to see you guys still kind of, like I said, staying true to what yeah. you're yeah, a lot of times it's like because people, like let's say other families, they have their cousins and relatives that live in other states. You know what I mean? Or they live they live far away, so right. it's not always a, a common thing to come together, unless it's like Christmas or Thanksgiving. But my mom's side yeah. and my dad's side, they kind of always stuck in California, or so like Orange or, or whatever, like, I don't know, 30-mile radius, whatever. So it's not hard for everyone to cut but not everyone lives nearby there's really like a few that are out of state but for the most part everyone's close by so it's easy to get together who started the thanksgiving <laughs> in the summer no, i love okay, that so... i was like when my brother invited me to that i was like what yes i do want to <laughs> go to thanksgiving right now <laughs> so yeah that's a funny story uh, growing up thanksgiving was a huge thing for us and uh for the most part the family would get together, but like, like I, I mentioned earlier, as time goes on and like people grow up and they get nervous, they, everyone like kind of moves away or they're just not close or long story short is during Thanksgiving for a few years, my brother noticed that everyone had plans to go everywhere else. Mm. And he figured if he did Thanksgiving in July, there's no reason that people would not come because there's nothing big going on where you have to go fly somewhere to visit someone. You know what I mean? So right, that, that was yeah. his, his way of fixing that problem. So he started doing Thanksgiving. I love yeah. that. That's so smart. I love it. That's so, that's awesome. Tell us about your first time performing. How did you feel? And was it what you expected? Um, the first time was at Proof Bar and I was a guest. A one-time only guest. How old were you? And I was super nervous because I had only done, like, backyard parties. And those were kind of right. like, easy because, you know, you're with your friends or whoever. And, but at a at this bar, it felt like I was on a, to me, it felt Real. like a huge stage, you know, like, whoa. Yeah. And I had invited everyone I knew to go there. And, yeah, I was really nervous. I remember just messing up, like, a few times, but. It didn't yeah. bother me much. It's just I knew that I was nervous because of that. So this it was is your first, first time, time at, a, at a anywhere, like at an establishment, I guess you could say. Right. And um, what year was Man, that? You know what? I want to say that was like maybe 07 or something around there. Because I'm really bad with dates. Okay. So I don't. That makes sense. Because, I mean, um, I feel like I started seeing you. I started to go out in 2008. And I think you were already playing at um detroit bar and at oh, proof okay. bar so i feel like you were pretty established so it makes sense maybe like you know in yeah. 2008 you kind of already knew what I you mean, were doing i mean if i find a, a flyer um, I'll, I'll it'd be interesting for me but like for me to see but because i know there was a flyer for that yeah that that night that i was guest oh and that you did how old would how old were you when you started well, I I, or when maybe you know like when mid-20s or, or like early 20s i don't know something like 23 24 
Um, how have you grown emotionally and musically from that first performance? Because like you said that you know you were a little yeah. bit nervous, but you weren't like even though you screwed up, you're kind of like oh, yeah. no big deal. Um, I was always active with whatever was going on as far as bands and music and whatever nightlife. I was just super into it. I was going out like maybe four times a week. So, because yeah. I knew what was going on where. So my right. ears were always open. So I would I would pay attention to what people would play and what they wouldn't play. So as time went on, I was more comfortable because I knew I was providing something that other people were not providing. And so with that being said, oh, it kind of just made me feel a little more comfortable doing, doing sets, I guess you could say. Yeah, and you can also like set yourself yeah. apart from yeah. the rest, basically. Yeah, yeah, that's smart. I I actually would have thought that you would have done, like I personally probably would have been like, okay, what is everybody doing so I can copy what they're doing? <laughs> I mean, that works. If, if but you actually working. went a step forward. Yeah. No, I mean it's. I mean, yeah. I guess if you see people on the dance floor, yeah, you should yeah. be doing that. Um, and I guess um, you know, with that. Would you say that anyone that you saw that DJed, you know, before you, like any of the people that were DJing at these places, would you say that any of them taught you anything or you looked um, up to any of them? Uh, inspired by the first times going out. Well, the, like, for example, that bar that I played at, that how I was a guest because there was two resident DJs there at that time. And that was the time of, indie music so it was more indie music mm -hmm. as opposed to dance music or electronic music right so, uh, those two guys i thought were pretty cool there was uh benin and legit and they're i think at that time they were from santa Ana. oh i remember yeah. legit they, they, were, they were cool you <laughs> yeah know, they played cool stuff and it, it was yeah, cool to feel like i could maybe blend in with those guys because it was in the same field of what i what i was doing yeah, yeah, I do remember them. They used to actually play yeah. Memphis. Yeah, yeah. I think that's Memphis when I started seeing them cool more. Uh, Memphis was my favorite. I love and Memphis. And then other, yeah, sorry. Um, other than that, I just before I forget, I'm trying to remember. It was a, uh, it was a uh, little Brandon at fucking Avalon, which was across the street from Detroit Bar. <gasps> Wasn't Avalon the yeah, best? Yeah. Like I loved those that year, 2008. I didn't miss a Wednesday. I remember like my brother and I, it was um, Thanksgiving and we're like, I wonder if anyone's going to go. And we're like, whatever, screw it. Let's just go. And we showed up and it was packed. I was like, what is everyone yeah, doing it was, here? It was <laughs> but I was like happy, a, you know. It was like what they would say, a diamond in the rough. Because there was nothing like that in our area. And it was cool yeah. little place, like literally small. The and smallest. It was dark which is cool and it was kind of like it was just it was just super fun there was nothing else like it and so it was an exciting thing i know and the yeah. music was always so great it was just yeah that was probably like my funnest summer um going because i would go there and then like jump over to detroit bar after and i would just like cross the street yeah. back and forth yeah um yeah wednesday nights yeah that was the best um let's see and 
So this is actually kind of a difficult question to answer for me personally, because I feel like when people ask me who my favorite band or artist is, I feel like I can't just give you one. So instead, um, I guess give me a list of five people you could listen to if you were on a desert well, island. Um, first and foremost, my number one favorite band is the Pixies. Oh, yeah, and that's a good let one. Let me see. Uh, Daft Punk, easily. Uh, this uh, old rock band, Creedence Clearwater Revival. That's like classic rock. Yes. Uh, yes. That's my favorite. That's my dad's that favorite band. band. So it's like, I love um, that band. <laughs> uh, what was it? New Order. I can't get enough of New Order still. Like, I can, it's weird. I, I can't get over it. Yeah. I agree. And it's very yeah. 80s, so I feel like that's yeah, very yeah. much like, like you. Yeah. Funny. Yeah. yeah, those are all good ones. And, uh, um, have you ever I've seen, seen Daft Punk? Once. Me too. What year I did you them, see I them? I think it was 07, and it was in Vegas. So I saw them 07 as well, but um, ours was in no Chicago. Way. So that was actually the very first time. That was when I got into electronic music because before that I was more like an Interpol, Kings of Leon, like more yeah, like, yeah. you know, indie music as well. Um, and then my brother wanted to go check out so Daft cool. Punk and they blew my mind. I was, and we, I was sober. Like I didn't drink at the time. And I remember just thinking like, Oh my God, like this, like this is a performance, you know, it was, the pyramid, it was right? the pyramid? just the vibe. Oh, it was so great. Like, I'll never forget that time. It was so amazing. And I was so lucky that I got to see them because I feel like it's kind of hard to see them yeah, now. I you think know? they've I only like, like toured twice in their whole, like their whole career. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't, I, it's not that I didn't know about them. It's just, I wasn't really into that music before, but then, yeah, once I saw them, I was like, Oh my God, give me more of this. Um, and that's exactly when I like 2008 was when I started going out um, to all those bars. I started going to Detroit bar and then kind of learned of all the, yeah. And you places. know, like that was the um, transition that I liked was like indie dance music to electronic music to like disc, like it all kind of blended in together. And perfectly, you know? Yeah, I agree. Um, would you say that any of these artists or bands have influenced the music that you create or that, you know, you You know um, what's, play? what's crazy? Uh, as far as what I play, yes. I play, uh, I play stuff kind of like, for example, if I play music for my friends in the car, I want them, it's, I kind of have the same... Uh, mindset when i dj like hey i got this stuff i want you to hear but i'm not going to give it to you all at once i'll blend it in with i know it's like stuff that you like so but yeah. yes but as far as what i make i want to say yeah because i have been in like a few bands when i was a late teen to like my early 20s i didn't yeah, know so that i'm familiar i got really into like gear like collecting vintage stuff when i would listen to music or uh when I bands and whatnot i would know i could tell you like what drums they were using from what drum machine or, I, I can like dissect it and so oh my if i like a certain sound yeah i don't know how to make that sound with whatever uh, instrument and so when i make music now is like I, I i know what i'm doing because i'm using everything that i like
And so, yeah, I guess you could say yes. It, right. Everything I've listened to then and now inspires me. Um, what would you say are the biggest challenges that DJs face besides that one person who comes to the DJ booth to request you know a what? song? <laughs> That's a tough one because I guess it depends. So, for example, if, if you're, let's say, a big DJ, you don't have that problem because people don't go on stage. But if you're doing smaller stuff like uh, small clubs or small bars or whatever, you do face that. And and I try not yeah. to be, because I remember I'd be drunk and I would do that. But this was before I was DJing. But, but because yeah. I knew, like I said, I'd pay attention to what they were playing. So it, if whatever I would suggest would, I would, I knew it fit that category. But with a lot of people that right. don't know any of that, they'll pick songs and that are just not in the genre of what you're playing. So so I could see that right. because, you know, they're drunk and they want to have fun and they want to listen to music. So for me, it's like, I'll take it into consideration. I'll tell in my head, I'll, if it works, I'll right. do it. But if it doesn't, I kind of have to right. like, lie to them and say, I'll play it, but I really won't. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's what a lot of them do, which is, I mean, that's, it's fine. And I, I mean, I used to, I mean, I have to say that I used to be one of those people that would go up there, but not knowing that you guys kind of prepare yeah. your set list prior to going, you know, so it's like, you have to basically get it to mesh well yeah, with what your set is, you know, so I think people don't know that. And so they think, oh, the, they can just add this song, you know, but the it's funny thing art. about that. Uh, you, you just reminded me uh, the first few times that I had DJed outside of, you know, or like uh, establishments. I did that. Mm -hmm. I prepared sets, but I hadn't done that before, before I would play what I had. So yeah, the funny thing is I had only prepared sets twice. And it was the first time, the first two times that I played at a bar. And I noticed that it didn't work like that. So for me, at least. So after that, I never yeah. prepared. I just had like, I don't know, 10 playlists. So pretty much I like would, your set I would of songs. it out and go accordingly to that. I couldn't, it, a, a, set, left, uh, a yeah. set playlist wouldn't work for me. Do you feel that it gives you more, like it's one of those things about like not being so rigid because it gives you more access to other songs. And like you said, you feel the vibe out. So like you might be prepared, but if you feel like the yeah. crowd's not going to, you know, yeah, go I, with I those songs. With, uh, I would read the crowd is what it, they, they would call it. But that's from that's how. Right. So pretty much every single time I did it after that, I never did the same thing twice because I, I would play accordingly. Right. I, I, the, a set list for me, like, the, the, when I did it the first few times, it didn't work. Like, it's too restricting. To me, it was important to, to, to make it, you know, like, to make it fun for everyone. And yeah. genuine, and I, I guess. I took it into consideration a lot. It, it, yeah. I wasn't like, all right, these are the songs I'm playing, whether you like it or not, blah, 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 blah. I was just kind of, in a sense, right. I would feel like I, I would work with the crowd. I, I, at least I would try. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's a good approach. Um, would you say there are other challenges that DJs face as far as like bookings and like pay getting paid and then like other people that you are DJing um, with, et cetera? I guess one would be uh, booking more than like 
three people per night. Because if you, the way I would see it is nightlife would start maybe at nine or ten, depending where you were at. People don't really pay attention mm-hmm. to music up until maybe 10 or 11. And that's when maybe the first DJ would start. Or maybe even the first DJ would start like at 9, which is like maybe no one's even there yet. But the bar, the owners don't know that. They right. just want to fill the time. So right. to me, it would always be like if you had 11 or 12, those were the best times because that's when it's like the peak time for a you know, the crowd was there. So if they got, if they got maybe like right three or four people or it, that's too much. And it's like, it, well, not right. that it's a bad thing. It's just the people, the first two or three don't, don't have their moment to like sort of really shine, I guess. Right. right. They're not and, getting and that was, exposure that they're really there for. Yeah. You know? But I get it. It's, it's, I get it's a thing that like, you like openers towards, basically. That's, that's one thing I guess that I can think of right now. Another one is right. uh, okay. if they only book one person for the whole night. That's a really tough one. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's exhausting. Because <laughs> then you're basically doing, like, yeah. the and whole night like, by yourself. You, know, you might need to yeah, go to no, the restroom rough. or someone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, what is What would you say is one of the biggest life challenges that have shaped you to be the um, person you are today? Overcoming, I guess, like, uh, like social anxiety, I guess you could say. And that, that to me began when I agreed to do my first residency. So, so prior to that, when I was okay. up for like, as a guest, a DJ, I was like, I was, like I said, really nervous because I'm not, I'm kind of, I'm like, at that time I was really shy. So, yeah. You know, that's something that I've noticed with a lot of DJs is that they're all actually very it's, it's a weird timid. Thing. Like, um, I like, I almost, yeah. Yeah. And maybe that's the way that they express, you know, I guess yeah. their social yeah. anxiety is, by, so is through music. The first night I got through it, right? Whatever. But then when they had asked me after that, if I wanted to be a resident, I was so scared because I was, like I said, super shy. So in my head, the answer was like the answer like to say no was was really easy but deep down I was like you know I have to do this because I know I really want to do it but I'm so shy that I would say no so it it was I had to force myself to say yes so that decision right there I remember like changed my entire life because yeah yeah I love that because it's true. I feel like, you know, like you said, it's the easy way out was to just yeah. be like, no, yeah. like, I don't want to take it, you know, Correct. but yeah. you have to push yourself to like, put yourself in basically yeah. uncomfortable yeah. situations, yeah. That's because that is the only way yeah. that you are going to grow, you know? Yeah, I love that. That's awesome. Um, so I actually know one of your fears, because when we went to Denver, <laughs> I found out that the reason you weren't flying with us was because you don't once. like to fly and it was really, really weird because yeah i don't i've never and you know what i don't know if it has to do with the movie la bamba i don't know if you've ever seen that movie and it, that's what you remind me of i was actually gonna and say that so, i was like it's, it's so like weird I was like, i'd always 
tell people like you know what i'll fly if they give me a parachute you know just in case but i guess it doesn't work that way so it's like obviously yeah uh when i first flew i flew to austin to go see uh to see uh was it the desert what was it called it was some psychedelic festival in austin no it's not austin no it it was i forgot what it was like a huge uh levitation maybe i think it was called and okay i had a small group of friends at at work that were all going and I kind of just said, yeah, one of those things where I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to say yes now because I know it's going to force me to get on a plane. So I did that. And the yeah. funny thing is it wasn't that bad. It kind of felt like a roller coaster at first. And, you know, it wasn't too far either yeah. when I was flying. But the funny thing is when we landed, we got the news like a few hours later that the whole festival was canceled. Oh, yeah. my gosh. No way. So it's almost well, like you did all of that for was, we were all settled and like yeah we got the news and we were all kind of bummed so we were just kind of just sitting listening yeah but then we got more news from that festival saying look this place is the festival uh, closed but all these bands are gonna play like all the bars in downtown at different so that was like super cool yeah we would just we went downtown and went to like kind of we bar hopped and we we saw all the bands we initially yeah. wanted to see, but like in a more intimate setting. So it was actually way better, I think. Yeah, so much yeah. better because then you're like not having to, you know, <laughs> yeah. run from stage to stage. And yeah. like you said, it's an intimate setting. Yeah, like I, guess, I uh, love intimate Austin settings. has like these crazy like um, uh, storms or like these uh, what would you call it? They have like these crazy uh, flash floods and shit like that. I don't know. Like, oh, happened. uh-huh. Yeah, that, was, and that's what happened? That's why it got canceled? Weather, oh. Like dangerous weather or whatever. Oh, that Man. sucks. How long ago was I that? i say maybe five, four years ago. Um, so I guess, can you share with us any other fears or insecurities um, you have? Let me see. That's a tough one. I got to think about that. Let me see. Um, geez, I don't <laughs> know. You know, the funny thing is lately I've been trying to just kind of slowly go towards things that scare me so so i think one would be to disappoint people i think that was like one of my things i don't know why like i i I think it just starts like with my own family like if i disappointed my brother or my sister and even to them they probably don't really think about it but in my head Mm -hmm. i think like a big deal well, it kind yeah. of bleeds over to, like, anything I right. do outside of my family and friends. So, like, yeah, like, I don't know. It's, I, I think it's just something that slowly fades away that I pay more attention to. But as you grow older, yeah, yeah. it's just letting people that yeah. I really care about yeah. down is, is probably one thing that I fear or the insecurity thing. And, I mean, I feel like that has to do more with yourself and I feel it's it's more like you like you said it's probably like your family doesn't really it's not that they don't they, they don't, don't care, care but it's not I a big do, deal to them it's like a bigger deal to you right so it has more to do Correct. with like yeah. you forgiving yourself you know um, and that's actually something that a lot of people struggle with and myself I actually struggle with that my on like myself it's so hard for me to 
forgive myself for things that I have done, you know, and when the other person is like <laughs> living their life fine and I'm still like, I'm so sorry for doing whatever it is that I did, you know, and it's all just about you forgiving yourself. And I think that once you are able to achieve that, then yeah, you can it's like, live um, more peacefully. I guess it's like, um, from what I've been reading here and there, it's like, the closer you you try to live in the moment, it's 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 probably the the most like spot to not feel anxiety or like depression. Because you know when you like think about the past or you think about past stuff and it kind of bums you out. So you kind of like yeah, you want to live in the moment. That's what I'm trying yeah. to learn right yeah. now. Actually, I mean and if it's any consolation to you that's something that it's, i'm it's still good, yeah trying it's to do myself to so i feel like it, it is very hard you know to kind of let go of things and another um i guess negative thing to do is mm -hmm. to like yeah. look to the future you know um because yeah. that creates a lot of anxiety so um either or it's like you just have to like be in the moment and I feel like a lot of us yeah. have struggled with that you know because there's always yeah. that question you know of what, what if yes. I had done yes. this or what I guess, I guess what will happen it, if I, I do this you, like, and it's like overthink right yeah, yeah that's me right yeah overanalyzing I know and someone just told me yesterday a really good friend of mine said you know, you can't think about like, what if you had done this or, you know, what will happen if I do that? Because yeah. that doesn't exist, you know? And that's how, like, you just have to take it that way. Like, it doesn't exist, so it doesn't matter. You have to deal that's with what, you say what that is. Because, uh, <laughs> my brother was telling, well, my sister was telling me, she said, a, she said like a quote and I didn't, what, what, what did you say? Because apparently she struggles with that with her, with her husband or and I guess he's the same way where he's always worried about what next right and she always tells him right we'll cross that bridge when we get there and I've never heard that and I'm like you know what that's yeah cool it's like don't worry about it until you have to worry about it yeah I mean that's a really good approach and I think that you know like everything yeah, it's true. easier yeah. said than yeah. done <laughs> But you know, but, with practice, I'm sure we're gonna it, we're gonna get there. That's enough. And like, at least you know yes. for now to. Yeah, yeah. That's the big step. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, let's see. So, what would you say is uh, a song or artist that you currently have um, on repeat right okay, now? So, there's this girl named Marie Davidson from Europe. Okay. She, she, her, okay, so what, what she does, does she is she plays electronic music, but on hardware instruments. So she has no oh. software or computer. Everything is like a machine, like a, like drum machines. And I don't know what else she is like, uh, like, synth like analog synthesizers. And she makes like, 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 oh, nice. I guess you, I guess like electronic dance music or or, uh, or all not with a computer it's working, all actual but i was introduced to the remix of it and i guess soul wax remixed it 
Oh, I like, love Apparently, Soul it's like Wax. the number one like dance song right now in Europe. But it, I fucking listen to it like every single day. I like it so much. So it's called Work It Soul Wax Remix by Marie Davidson. I just I just googled <laughs> her. Yeah, I see that. <laughs> I'll have to listen to it. Um, I'm actually gonna take notes on that so that I can, you know, yeah, so find new she's, artists myself. She's the one I'm like on that right song repeat from you right now. Oh, her and uh, okay, her name is yeah. At, at the, I don't even know if I'm saying it right. Her name is Charlotte at Ad, Adijeri. Or Adijeri. Charlotte Adijeri. It's like okay. French. And she's yeah. and she, also from the song that I really French love French? is called Yeah. Patini Pat. Patini I know Pat. it's fun. I never um, heard that before, but it's a super cool song, and I can't get like over <laughs> that one either. <laughs> yeah, you're obsessed with it right now. Um, let's see. Um, I'll have to look. I I think I need to get like the spelling on that, but I'll look that up later. Um, what are you doing right now to stay positive besides? Uh, well, I, I guess skating. Doing, like, <laughs> Try to be active, just so I could actually have um what would you call that uh like stamina i guess i started oh, I stamina, jump yeah. <laughs> so i can get leg work and then just do cardio i guess but the rain kind of screwed me up because i would do it outside and uh other than that i just work on music or listen to music i'm always my ears are always open i'm always listening and if like nice. i'm not playing something my brother's playing something and he was one of my big inspirations growing up too because he would spend He's two years older than me. Growing up, he would spend mm-hmm. all his paycheck at Tower Records or Virgin on music. That sounds like my brother. <laughs> <laughs> Except he's spending it well, all yeah, on like, shows. And so, yeah. What is um, what brother does your brother listen to? Loves like blues, old blues music. He loves soul music. He loves like oldies. Soul, he loves funk yeah. music. He had like, like, yeah, it's, he's like, he's the one that I, I didn't even think about it, but I remember like, he used to love buying soundtracks to movies. Yeah, that's, that's his thing. He's always, he loves yeah. like just vintage stuff. So he works on older cars, like he works on, so he works on old cars and he just, he loves old music. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So he's the one yeah. that you're currently he, working with right now? Because he's a contractor. Oh, okay. When he gets home, he, he jumps. He's kind of like Tim Allen and home improvement. Yeah. He gets home and just like works on his cars. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I have seen some of the, I mean, while I, when I've been to your house, there's always yeah. like an old school car there or something um, and projects. And I feel like you guys also do like some carpentry in there as well. I yeah. think you guys like what, what built something a couple days well, ago. I built a fun box. A ramp. Yeah, I built a ramp. I looked like a ramp. I'm not sure. It's funny because I was like, why don't... Because I've, I've built a bunch of ramps since I was like forever. Like, because I've always had all the tools here, all the tools and material. But I was like, you know what? This quarantine thing is like... Yeah. It's kind of like you forget that you can do stuff. It's weird. I'm like, I could build a ramp. Why don't I build, yeah. just build a ramp? Start, you know, so... I guess let us know what you are currently working on and... um you know, where we can check you out. Uh, maybe let people know your SoundCloud or if you have Twitch, a Twitch huh? app What's that Twitch? we can follow you on. 
So I actually found out about Twitch because uh, Brandon was DJing. Mm-hmm. You know how a lot of uh, like our friend DJs yeah. are doing the live Instagram, but I guess it's kicking them off. Like oh. it w- won't play the whole way through. So they're doing Twitch, which I guess Twitch is also live another streams. platform where you can do um, a live. Um, yeah, live stream feeds, oh, but it's okay. usually for gaming. So, like, you I know, know Moon Boots used it, that. and uh, Dan, uh, just let us know what you're currently working on and where you play, or um, if you have a SoundCloud okay, so that well, people can um, follow you. I let me see. Where do I start? So, I have been wanting to quit DJing for the last. Well, I did. So I haven't. I think I've only spun. The last thing I DJed was a was a private Christmas party, and before that, it was a private Halloween party. I had already been trying to stop like years prior, but it was hard because the money's good, and and so it just became a thing. Like I'm, I was only doing it for money. I wasn't doing it because I was having fun. But I think I was just trying to lean more towards making music as opposed to DJing music. So right now, I'm not. I, yeah. I don't plan to DJ anymore. So I guess my last thing that I did was uh, that private Christmas thing. So right now I'm just working on music. I'm trying to get like eight songs together. So that's what I'm working on right now. And I'm probably going to nice. put together uh, an EP by the end of this year. Oh my God, that's so, that's, so that's, awesome. Yeah, I love hearing that. That's doing. awesome. So I haven't, that's I haven't been go even before this quarantine thing. I hadn't been going out. I stopped going out because I took a, I took a year break from drinking last year, and that kind of made me stay in because mm-hmm. I felt like a lot of things I did, you know, it, not that it's like I didn't have fun doing it. It's just it's tough to be around people that drink when you're not drinking. <laughs> not that you can't. It's, it's possible. It's yeah, just, it yeah, for, for sure. Me, so, so. I was already kind of learning to just yeah. stay in and, and do things as opposed to go out and do things. So right now I'm in the position to just right. work on music, mellow out, and pretty much just focus on that. So I guess we'll see towards the end of the year how I'm gonna release this music. But that's what I'm gonna that's what I'm doing right now is I'm I'm working on the like five or eight songs for a new P and and then yeah, we'll see where this, this goes. Well, I wish you the best, and thank you so much for doing this. I Thanks so appreciate me. it. Um, I'm so happy that you decided to to do it because um, I know, like you said, you're very um, yeah timid, but you were so open to, to yes. doing it. So thanks. Oh, <laughs> <Aww>, thank <laughs> <Yeah>. you. <laughs> it's scary, but it's worth it because now everyone knows a little bit more about you, and now yeah, you like know that. we have something to look forward to. Um, yeah. Um, well, thanks again. Thank have, a you, and, uh, and have a good night and stay well. healthy. Have, uh, be healthy. Okay. Bye. All right. Bye.